Well, hello, darling. Hey, Jeremiah. I love when you're on the intro. You're never on the intro. I love intros. Yeah, it's usually because I do them the next morning before you wake up. But I want to start doing this more where you're here with me. I'll try. Do you need me to say something specifically? Can you, you know what? I'm going to just let you do the intro and I'm going to see how this goes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Oh, Jeremiah Talks. Is that, do you deliver it very like matter of fact or like do you hit some points? So I would, here's, here's what I would say. Maybe, maybe I, we'll tag team it for the rest of the way. Okay. So we were supposed to be interviewing our friends uh, on this episode, but we had some technical difficulties. So at the last second, we, we, we recorded this. Oh, so you go literal. Yeah. I love and, that. And I also turn on the podcast voice because it feels very sincere to me. Because it's an introduction? Yeah. And every time I turn on the podcast voice, I hear your voice in my head going, why are you doing that weird voice? Yeah, I don't really like a podcast voice. No, I, I know like that a regular voice. But I, can I be honest? Sometimes I do a weird voice sometimes as a joke. And whenever I hear it back, I'm like, ew. Yeah, I love that. So I'm trying to be very serious right now. So next so instead, week, we're going to have... Okay, cool. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> So next week, we're going to have uh, a special guest, which I'm excited about. But this week, it's a very old school kind of episode for us where we sit down, we have no idea where we're going, and then we end up somewhere. So right before we started recording, we had the idea to talk about something completely different. And then one story kind of derails it. And you get to see how me and Aaron handle com- conflict between each other, which is, I think, is it's fun. not like that heated. So like, don't go into it like worried. No, it's when not we're gonna, Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Like, don't go into it worried. I'm really sorry that I said that earlier about being heated oh my gosh baby you're so there's a conflict we're done um no don't be worried that it's going to be like this heated really intense moment because it's not i would say that it's probably the most vulnerable part of part of the whole podcast were you gonna make fun because i accidentally said part of the podcast yes (laughs) it's the most vulnerable part of gold so i say this uh every week because it never stops being true but if you want to support us even more than this check us out on patreon just go to patreon.com and search o jeremiah we have a podcast here where there's a whole other part of the episode that you can listen to. It's a, it, it's literally a continuation of our conversation. Yeah. So it like if you're like, man, I wish this podcast was longer. It it, it is. You just you just don't hear it. So uh, go to Patreon, and we also have a music tier. We've released three singles in the past few months, yep. and we're gearing up to release another single. Holy cow. A lot of fresh info. A lot you of also fresh post info. some cute vlogs on there. I post some vlogs. I post some demos of new songs. I would say if you're a fan of our music, that is the way to get the most insider info. Or if you're a fan of us as people. I love that. No, I don't no, really know. No, no. Because I also have a little food diary podcast on there that's yeah. miniature. And you do an update on that this week, too. I on, do. On this episode. You talk I do. about it. You, you do. On this free episode. Okay. So can... Rate, review. That always helps us to get this podcast out in the world. We would really appreciate that. And if you want to giggle, we have a really bad review on Apple no, about... No, don't. No, no. I think it's funny. It hurt my feelings. Because somebody was just passing through and they heard us talking about ASMR, which we literally just mentioned for fun. And they gave us a one star because of how little we know about ASMR. And it's true. We don't know anything about I, like, it. I cannot stress enough how, how far this is from an ASMR. SMR podcast for sure if that's why you or an came here podcast. turn back turn now. back now if you're looking for experts can you count us down can you do three two one blast off three two no i hate this three two one go i want it to be you talking on the intro together yeah my darling my angel my sunshine my my lord what? Whoa. Sorry. Wow, that's that, Sorry, that feels was aggressive. like you're putting me on a pedestal for sure. <laughs> I don't worry, I never do mentally. No, no. I, I I can I can vouch for that. Um 
So today, tell you, me. No, go. Oh, I love this. Go ahead. How you're feeling? Or oh yes. Uh, I would say, as a whole, you're feeling. I think you're feeling hopeful about. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but like, kind of like your healing journey ahead. Yeah, that was one of the I things think, I was going to bring up as, as well, that we talked about. Man, I just like am so good. You I'm just, just like so you good just at reading your mind. Up my vibe so there. you're hopeful about the healing journey that you were about to embark on, but have already done the work to embark on yourself. And I think you're also, uh, you're kind of also not maybe anxious isn't the right word, but you're eager to kind of get some music stuff started today because you haven't had any time to. Yeah, I'm waiting on a. I'm how, waiting on our drummer to send us. Uh, how uh, accurate with this was that? You're amazing. You really are. You got your new watch. I got my new watch. That was going to be the thing I was super into this week. You're wrecking the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like for sure, that's you're good, wrecking the good. podcast. Okay, guess how I'm. That's feeling. like you're going to see a movie and they're like, he's about to die. Like you yeah, know. I literally just unfolded your whole day. Like, yes. So, okay, so guess how I'm feeling. Uh, you have talked a lot today, and you're fighting a nap. That's no, every day. I'm not fighting a nap. No, your hair looks wonderful. I like this length on you. Thank you. Uh, you're you hate our dog for some reason, which is a weird what? Yeah, I'm getting vibes that like she's annoying you. You know what? Because you I'm, your relationship with noodles is very complicated. I'm not annoyed with it right now. I think she's so sweet right now. I know, and it's either that or it's you're screaming and. Can it, I be honest? Like you're not nailing it. Okay, great. Let's try love another that. one. No, 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 love that. You're hungry. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my gosh. Um, you seem very happy today. You seem very at peace today. There it is. Which I like. There it is. Yeah. You, the nutrition thing has given you a lot of purpose, something that you've desired for a bunch of years. And I feel like you are, you're there. Yeah. Can I go ahead and talk a little bit about that? I wish you just would. Just for like a second. No, go ahead. Uh, we just started, uh, one of our reading assignments this week was in a textbook finally, which I'm excited about, but it's called Motiva- Motivational Interviewing for Fitness and Nutrition. Can I sidebar And quick? I just... How the heck do they still have textbooks? Like, how is not all of that digital now? I would hate if that was digital. Because I was, like, going through a textbook that I had from school, a textbook that I had from school, and I was like, all of this is already outdated. No, 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 no. Well, I'm glad I caught it before it made the switch because I would hate if everything was digital. Okay, sorry. Can I be honest with you? They send us slides for, like, what the online, like, presentations are going to be on. Sometimes I print those slides. Oh, my. I need hard copies of everything. I need to highlight. I need to rewrite. I need everything. Okay. I'm sorry. I handwrite all of my notes and then I type them for double. That, you nerd. That sounds insanely impractical. It's, it helps me remember them. You, okay, great. Sorry. So anyway, textbooks. Good Lord. So anyways, I'm reading this book. They assigned us the first few chapters of motivational interviewing for fitness and nutrition. And I just need to say that it's giving us like the tools of like, how we are guides we are supposed to be guides for our clients and not directors or teachers or um like I guess directors is the best word like we're not in a student teacher relationship we are in a I'm walking alongside you in this journey and I will help you discover what your own health goals are and how you can achieve them I will help you figure that out not I'm going to figure that out for you like you were just assisting someone in that journey and it's for me personally just reading how it can be done well and how you because I love that type of I would love that type of skill to be really sharpened in my tool set because I feel like I'm already like a pretty empathetic person but a lot of times I don't really, whenever I'm talking to someone that's going through a hard time, 
I don't really know how to get past the empathy. And I immediately just try to offer them advice without even asking if they're ready for that. Yeah. And this, um, even the first few chapters are like showing you like how to, how to recognize the cues for someone being ready for that. Yeah. Like the stages of change is just like so well spelled out, but it, this morning I, cause that was the first thing I did this day was I started reading before my students came over and, um, I felt so incredibly validated because I've had so many negative health experiences with professionals. And in reading those first few chapters, I was like, oh, it's because they were talking down to me and they were never walking alongside me. Their intentions were still good and that they wanted my health to be as good as I wanted it to be. But they didn't really have necessarily the empathetic tools to just be my guide right? instead of being like someone that they just like directed what to do. And just so it was so validating. I remember when I had West Nile and I lost I lost at least 30 pounds. I think it was 33. In, I, in like two, three weeks. Yeah. So it was like going from I was like 178 at the time and yeah. I went down to 143. Yeah. Whoa. It was insane. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um. But the doctor's advice when I finally got rid of West Nile was eat as many cheeseburgers as you can. And I just remember being like, that can't be good advice. Yeah, well, and now I'm realizing it's like, what if he said like, hey, what what do you think would make you start to feel back to your healthy self? Yeah. And, and you would have been like, oh, that's a good perspective. In what other... In what other circumstance is the answer eating as many cheeseburgers as you can they told my sister to eat as much mcdonald's as she could after she had her first colonoscopy that's that's bananas bananas yeah bananas yeah uh well i love that for you you seem very on fire for it and i just oh no you don't seem it i know you are it because i know you well and can i be honest like my what i've learned lately being a highly sensitive person, and we've talked about that before. If you don't know what it is, definitely look it up. It's interesting. Yeah, we have an episode like, on it that you should definitely check out. For sure. Or you can just search highly sensitive person, and the first website should be the one. Um, but knowing that, I've realized in the last few weeks that, like, specifically with, like, learning about my health experiences with professionals in the past, sometimes I look at I look back at my past with events that maybe were troublesome, yeah, like the dentist, and I think, oh, I'm highly sensitive. I overreacted to that. But then reading things like that makes me feel like, oh, no, I, I was – it was totally warranted that I felt hurt from that experience. 100%. And we never talked about the dentist. Okay. Can I, can I tell the dentist story? The – the sit part two. Am I allowed to interject or do we wait till you're done? No, no. I want you to interject. I want you to I want you to pick up the vibe. Come with me. Because we never gave it. y'all an update on my dentist visit. So let's give a little backstory. There's so we went to the dentist how far three back three years going? ago. I'm going back to the first one. Uh the man was a hundred thousand years old. He was father time and he was our dentist. We were laying down in his what we found out later was his home was the dentist <laughs> office. Mm-hmm. We're laying down in the thing. I think, oh, he's going to have a stroke on top of me, and this is going to be the way he goes. Same. Also, did he put a giant, like, beach towel on you, and you're like, what's going to happen? And when you go to a regular dentist, and they put down the protective thing, they're like, oh, this will protect you from anything that could go wrong. He's literally, like, reaching in his bathroom drawer. To get a beach towel. Yes. And and turns out you need said beach towel, because water's flying everywhere. Yes. And so we tell him. (laughs) Why did we get up and leave? Or you have to fill out the form. 
And it says occupation. We say musicians. And he kept reminding us, yeah. you're poor. You can't afford x-rays. He forgot to look and see that we had insurance. Yes. He kept saying, you can't afford x-rays. Your teeth are fine. Exactly. So the next year. And I said, ow, thanks. Yeah. Because I so had the a next tooth year, that was hurting. For the whole year, you were like, my tooth is hurting so bad. And I'm like, it can't be. We just went to the dentist. Like, he would have said if something was wrong. And like a week later, you had problems. Yes. We go to the dentist a year later, and then you open your mouth. <laughs> no, be sweet. No, no, no. no. Okay. You open your mouth, and this, what was Demogorgon the lady's name? Fell no, no, out. what was the oh, lady's sorry. name? What was the uh, hygienist? Can, do you want to say her real name? Uh, let's say her name is Debbie. Let's just say Debbie. Debbie, yeah. Okay, so Debbie is your hygienist. You open your mouth, and Debbie goes, oh. No, she was like, oh. Can okay, you not how feel? much different was your noise than Yours my noise? Yours was kind of gross. She oh. was like, she, and I was there. Also, that wasn't your experience, so thank no, you. No, no, I'm just trying but, to give all the information no, to get to the actual experience. She basically was like, whoa, can you not feel that? And I was like, yeah, sister, but I'm finally here. What? I was just oh. stretching. Okay, I thought you were like, yo, wrap this up. No, <laughs> I was like stretching. I <laughs> was went, uncomfortable. And I'll, you went like this. No, sorry. I had a crick in my neck, and I was trying to like bend it out without being weird. And I love here you. we are. I love you. So, okay. <laughs> That's long story short, that led to a traumatizing experience where you had to get a root canal and and a crown and a crown and insurance didn't cover it. And it was very expensive. And the dentist of the hygienist was incredibly um, impersonal. And uh, can I like during my crown replace like placement opera, whatever that's called. Like I'm, I've heard a lot of dentists will offer to like uh, give you the gas for like major experiences like that. Never once had that. I was I was fully aware of everything happening. Yeah. One of I think one of the numbing shots even uh, has permanently damaged one of my gums because it's like got something wrong up it here. It was so much, yeah. And I like at one point I like winced and I like teared up and I and this dentist is literally not saying anything to me. I go in for my final appointment with her. It's taking, I look at the clock, I'd been there for three hours, and she was still messing around, and I look down at my chest on that little cloth that they put down, there's like blood, and I'm just like shaking, Yeah. and I never do this, but I like put up my hands, and I was like, excuse me, can you please tell me what you're doing right now? Yeah. I was like, I, you haven't, I, I've been here for a long time, and I, and you, I do not know what's happening. Yeah. It, like, in my, I'm like, this should not be taking so long. And she, like, kind of was like, okay, we're just having a hard time fitting this on, blah, 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 but we're almost done. I piece out of there, and I finished making payments to that dentist office. And, no, I think I ended up getting, like, a dental or, like, a medical. You got a loan thing. I got a medical credit card to yeah. pay for all of it. So we because didn't have I did to deal not want to have to deal with yeah. them anymore, and you know it's unfortunate. Like the financial bookkeeper of the office and the um, the person at the, the receptionist were so incredibly kind and empathetic and helped me through the whole process. But I, anytime I thought about going back to that place, I would just start shaking, and I was like, I do not want to do that. So the next year, because insurance didn't pay for all that, I was like, well, obviously we have to get better insurance. So I switch insurance, and then that leads us to. Only having an available dentist within our network, like as a network provider, an hour and a half away. So then last year, 2020, we can only go to a dentist that is in Duluth, Georgia. Yeah. We go. And it's in COVID, which is scary enough. Yes. But you were very on edge. Oh, my gosh. And And 
And so I sit down in the chair. They open my mouth. They're looking in it. And they want to charge me double to clean my teeth. For scaling some weird deep cleaning? And that's like just not normal. Like they legitimately invented their own. Okay, I, they we like, didn't know that was normal. But then also something that they did is that they took like 18 x-rays with the bite wings. And I started tearing up again. And also they took our blood pressure. I didn't know they took blood pressure at the dentist. Mine was rocket high because I was petrified, like so petrified. Donated blood the next week and my blood pressure dropped like 50 points for the highest number. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's how scared I was is yeah. all that to say. So then they do the x-rays and they get to the 18th one and I the dentist, they had to send in two hygienists because they couldn't get the right angle in my mouth. So I, I felt guilty because they're like, oh, I just can't get. And they were getting audit, like visibly frustrated. The dentist comes in to see what's going on. He, I remember he looks at me in my eyes and he's like, I'm like teary. And he's like, okay, y'all, y'all are hurting her. We don't need to do this last one. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Get the x-rays. I have cavities, but <laughs> yay. Our insurance doesn't cover it for another three months because we haven't been with the plan for 12 months. If you, Weird if you clause. never had to deal with insurance, just buckle up. It yeah, is, just buckle it is insane. the heck up if you're self-employed. So anyways, good Lord. So then enrollment for insurance comes around last November and I'm just like, I, your girl's doing some serious research to make sure I can make the right decision. Also, it's important to note also, because of insurance, we didn't get anything done that day other than x-rays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yes, because of the waiting period, which yeah. was a really weird clause that they had so we in fine drive print. Three more hours to get to pay double for a cleaning because they yes. say I have I have ugly mouth. And so they're like, "Hey, we'll see you in January." Well, I was like, something in my gut told me this doesn't feel right. I bet I can find a dentist one or a better insurance plan closer to us that doesn't have the quote waiting period right so i kind of risked it because and and i called well i confirmed with a few people that they didn't our new plan didn't have it but like so because here i am i still have cavities that i have to get filled and i'm just like waiting and that's stressful enough so i go with this plan that i'm just like just shooting in the dark like this feels right let's do it um find a dentist quickly in january and we're like Okay, let's go. You're still going to have those cavity. Like, I knew I would still have them. Yeah. Um, I was curious to see what they would say about your, quote, scaling deep clean that you needed. And right. I was curious. I was so petrified of the x-rays. So incredibly easy to get in. So nice. So kind to us. Insurance works like a breeze. Okay, now we're caught up. Yes. I sit in the chair, and my hygienist looks like uh, there's this there's this place. Uh, uh, how do I say this? Yeah, she looks like somebody I would have gone to high school with. That's the only way I can put it. Okay. And I sit down in the chair, and immediately uh, she starts like dogging the dentist, and she starts like, "Yeah, COVID's been t-, and she, like way too unprofessional." Dogging what dentist? Like every like every part of working at a dentist office. Oh, not the dentist though. That's no. a clarification you yeah. need to make. So it's not about this dentist. Yes, and uh, she, but she's like telling me too much. You know, I'm like, how have you not gotten in trouble for how much? Like immediately, oh, totally. she's just like, "Yeah, I mean, my social security number is five one one," and then she's just like saying all of it. Right. And she lays me down and then she leaves and she's like, oh my gosh, your teeth are amazing. Like you are just a prodigy mouthwise. Okay. And then she leaves the room and then she comes back and she goes, hey, is that your girlfriend in the other room? And I was like, 
no, that's my wife. And she's like, oh my gosh, I worked at the other dentist you went to. And I said, Debbie? And she said, Debbie. Mm. Your girl, Debbie, yeah. is a traitor of the mean dentist, comes to this new dentist. And then you go, I have a clean bill of health. So I get up, I go in to see you. Debbie comes to tell you it's Listen. Debbie. And you're like, I'm sorry, I've never met you in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you're lying, but I can't understand why you're lying. I'm yeah. like, Erin, you know her. Like, I know her. Yeah. And you were just like, I'm, I'm sorry. I Maybe I have amnesia. I have no... <laughs> So can I share, like, yeah. so we get to this dentist, I'm petrified, and I already have a plan to tell my hygienist that I'm petrified. Yeah. So I go in, and um, before I even say that, she, like, takes, a, you know, the initial look, and she was like, you have really pretty teeth. And I'm automatically, like, a little bit teary because I'm like, I carry a lot of shame for my teeth, you know? Yeah. She shows me my x-rays and is just so kind and... like shows me what I need to know about the x-rays and in the whole process of root canal crown cavities that I had that one year no one ever showed me anything on an x-ray they just like we're just like here we go and she even was so my she was actually way professional like way more than Debbie Mm. because she was she was like hey do you have a hard time flossing your crown and I was like yeah I really do and she's like well I just wanted to show you this um, and the dang thing is crooked. They put it on wrong. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, no wonder I have a hard time with that. So just got conveniently just, it's funny cause I literally just got a water pick in the mail today. So here we go. Yeah. But so she, I can't stress enough how kind this woman was. Yeah. And she asked me so many questions. She talked to me about stuff and she did her cleaning and she's like, I'm going to be totally honest with you, Aaron. She's like, you have incredibly clean teeth. Even, and she's like, even you, father time said that he, he literally said to me like, you need to brush your teeth as well as she does. Like she has incredible hygiene. Yeah, he and kept saying the word hygiene to me like he knows me. I know, I, it's okay. But that's like four dentists ago, so let's just put him in the past if we can. Well, he's been my favorite because I feel the most responsible for his well-being. No, like everyone else could take or leave us, Well, but I feel like he needed us. Well, because I ended up playing violin for him in his office and because I, and he honestly, had it in And honestly, my first closet. thought was it would be really cool if he died right now because this would be a great way for him to go. Yeah, I played Amazing Grace. Like You did. It you seemed you opened the door for it. <laughs> I, I was I doing that on purpose? I don't know. I, so like, anyways, I thought wait. he was legitimately gonna fall asleep while he watched you, so, just standing there. Oh, gross. So anyway, so let's uh, like die. Yikes. Okay. So anyways, back into the woman that's being so kind. So it's just incredibly validating to be told you're doing everything that you can, even yeah. though your mouth is just like not agreeing with you. And I'm, you know, in the research that I'm doing, I'm kind of learning that some gut health could indicate some some mouth health. So I'm figuring that out. Anyways. Overall, my guilt is diminishing as I'm in her chair. Yeah. And <clears throat> turns out I uh, still have those cavities, have to come back in. I get the dentist to like explain everything to me. And he's so kind, walks me through it, tells me why, all this kind of stuff. Well, uh, another thing, only had to do four x-rays and none of them hurt. And I realized it was because the last freaking dentist didn't were too cheap to get a panoramic one that spun around your head and you had to do the panoramic style in your mouth with the freaking bite wings and they well, did it you're get, like, I'm getting you're, off topic you're getting off topic you're getting very worked up and also we have no idea how much a panoramic x-ray thing is so maybe we should quit acting high and mighty like we can just buy 10 of them you know what I'm saying well it hurt 
me. No, no, I, and and I'll hurt them back. I for know. You. I'm just saying. So but you're anyways, like, they didn't have enough. I don't. We we don't I'm, even know what that thing is called. <laughs> you're so right. I'm. I'm. I was being a little ugly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to and that. And also, Dennis. I saw little smoke rings come out of your eyeballs whenever you started well, talking. Well, also, that. whenever they were doing the bite wings, the top of my mouth started bleeding. I feel like we should wrap up. The well, let me wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, the whole experience was great until. Debbie walks in the room and says, oh, my gosh, do you remember me? <sighs> my face turns bright red. Of course I remember you, Debbie. But I'm going to lie. I don't, I'm not a liar. But up until that moment, my whole experience at the dentist that day was the most positive experience I've ever had. But she reminded and you of the old. She triggered something in me because she's the one that told me the news that I needed a root canal. And, and I was like, I, I started shaking again. I started panicking. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, you've definitely I don't got some legitimate trauma from that last dentist. Yes, and so I protected myself by lying. Yeah, and it works for I, me every time. Oh my gosh, there's babe, never repercussions. Babe, when I stop! Lie. So I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> okay, though. sorry. Like that's that's really hard for me to admit that I did because I don't like lying. I, I really. You are the world's worst liar. Yeah, it, like I really, and I mean, I didn't even do a good job then, but like, oh well, do you know? But and I don't care. But it's like. I needed to protect myself in that moment, and I think I did a good job of that. But speaking of validating, though, Debbie told you that she left that dentist because of how horrible she was. Yeah. And that validated me so much in thinking, okay, I'm not ridiculous, or I'm not too sensitive to have experienced it in that way. Like, I'm not wrong. Yeah, So sure. uh, here we are. Okay. The longest dentist tangent of all time babe no i mean why does it stress you out whenever i tell all the details uh i don't i think tell me I tell that? why uh, i think the dentist is uh is gross okay no no like that yeah, like but just no, practically but like you do this for a lot of things like i think you don't think i'm a great storyteller um i think you're a great storyteller i think you're a very funny person I think the details you get wrapped up in because you're such a you're such a ninja for the truth that like you're like, hey, can we go back to the beginning of the story when I said it was 19 hummingbirds? It was actually 18 hummingbirds. And then there was a blue jay beside it. And it's yeah, like well, the next thing you know, that's just I, like a weird thing that I have that I have to do. No, no. I, I just I like I feel rushed whenever I'm telling the story. Well, I mean, it, like we're we're like. 20 minutes into a story about the dentist. No, <laughs> just... I know, but like, but he, that's okay. No, I know. Okay. Okay. Um, so moving on, moving on, uh, I'm going to be starting therapy, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Sorry. Because I've had a huge season of just grief, I think. Sorry, I made that noise. No, no, no I, the tone switched a lot faster than I was ready for. No, and... no. What if I just started crying? And yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, really do. I do feel like I've 2020 has taken this toll on all of us. And I was doing a really good job staying positive. And I was doing it. Well, there was one moment where I wasn't. And then I felt like I was coming out of it. But and I feel like I am coming out of it. But it's kind of like whenever you start to learn the guitar and you want to teach yourself, like you're going to end up in the same place as someone that had an instructor but it's probably going to take you longer. You're probably going to learn some bad chord shapes. You're probably going to learn like some impractical ways to play a scale. Whenever you had an instructor, they'd be like, oh no, if you use this finger, it'd be easier. So I'm looking for someone that can 
help me see what I've got on the table and go, oh, what would actually be helpful is if you thought of it this way. And I just, I've, I've been pro-therapy my whole life, but I've never had the chance to do it. So this seemed like a great time. I, we, were, we were playing uh, on Sunday and at the church we, we go to in town, and I like broke down on stage, which I've never done in any way. Like, I've always kept my composure. Like, it, just from a performing standpoint, like, I want to be in control. Yeah. And if you forget lyrics, you typically, like, make up lyrics or you make a joke about it. Yeah, or I, I can charm my smooth, way out like, of anything. Yeah. But I've never been so overwhelmed with sorrow that it rendered me incapable of doing my job. And it's, it's funny because the song was, the lyric that got me was, turn your sorrows and trade them for joy. Because the thought that kept going in my head the whole time was, how? How the hell am I supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. And it became such a heavy weight that I just got overwhelmed. It felt like like a huge thumb was pressing down on me. And for some reason, the fact that I was willing to just like let it all go and just to be sad, it just showed me that, like, oh, I'm ready to get over this, whatever this is. I'm ready to climb out of this hole. I'm ready to take my my joy back i'm ready to to be proactive about all these things yeah so i uh called a therapist friend uh would have loved for him to be our my therapist but apparently that's a no-no um <laughs> because I, I i'm a pretty open book like i'm literally talking about going to therapy on a podcast um that you that know be, strangers listen to that'd be so fun to have him on the podcast that would be fun to have him on the podcast we should get him on the podcast do you think he'd be down for that? I think he'd be down for that. I'll ask him. I'm seeing him tonight. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, I miss when we have guests on the podcast. Yeah. We were supposed to have one today, if you're listening to this, and we're going to have that guest tomorrow. He's my friend Bryson. Next week. Next week. Um, but he, we were supposed to have the, him on the podcast this week, but doing a podcast over Zoom is is hard. But it's also like I text him and I was like, dude, it doesn't feel like you and I talking. It feels like so forced so we're going to try it again and like the goal is to make it feel like us in the room you know do you think it needs to be just you and bryson i think it would be really great if it was me and bryson but no i think that's not fair to you and rachel okay because i i would rather it be not as good but us all be included yeah it logistically even if you're in the same room together four microphones is hard yeah but over like zoom oh my gosh i think i think that we're just going to do a better job of like having rules set. I think we need to signal when we're about to speak. Yeah. Um, sorry if you felt rushed with the dentist story. I, oh. Yeah. I, sometimes I, I I forget that I'm hosting a podcast with my wife and not just hosting a podcast trying to keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we could throw this thing in the garbage and like as long as you feel like I'm, I'm listening to you and not trying to rush your stories. No, I know. I appreciate you saying that because like I... Like, I know I'm not great at storytelling. Like, I know I'm like, that's not my, like, that's not where I shine is because I like to have all the right plot points. No, no, sure. But at the same time, like, I, whenever I'm feeling pressure to, like, get it out, then it's going to be even worse. <laughs> no, and, and it has nothing to do with your storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was legitimately that I had a plan and it was to talk about therapy and it was to talk about Breaking Bad. And it's like, it kind of changed. Yeah, and because now I'm trying think, to keep it under, yeah. Well, so. and you and I realized in real time that we hadn't shared about the dentist and we had always wanted to. And yeah. you and I have this, 
we didn't even have to communicate it that a fresh story is better than yeah not so, for sure yeah I, I just I was trying to keep the plan going I and I should have surrendered halfway through the dinner I'm story sorry. no no that's no, I'm sorry to too why don't you, that's super fair yeah thanks for saying that babe why don't you uh I think Breaking Bad would be good to talk about next week because you'll have more time with it. So it'll be, I mean, or two weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, two weeks from now. Because you're not super far in. No, and but I, I have a lot of thoughts because Breaking Bad has kind of like blown my mind. Yeah. Um, but we can definitely talk about that some other time. I was, I just wanted you to know that like that's where it was coming from. I don't care enough about this podcast to hurt your feelings, and uh, I would, but I, but I was trying to, if I could do both, I would do both. You and know? I think we also probably should have accepted and paused and been like, hey, different plan now, yeah. but we're also in the no edit game yeah yeah so it's like because we're recording this podcast like right down to the right wire down to this the wire. Time. so i love you thank like you for this is going to be the most unedited one we've ever done probably. thank you for saying that yeah of course um so i've just i'm really excited about what my writing is going to be like after this after going to therapy it's gonna be intense i or like i don't know if this will happen for you but I've heard before that whenever you start going to therapy, like sometimes you start dreaming weird because your subconscious is trying to piece together events in your life in a different way. Like you're trying to like rewire your subconscious maybe. Mm. And like you're going to like I feel like you're going to like really think of some things. Yeah. And I've been having a lot of really bananas dreams already anyway. It's been more than usual, more than usual. I had it like. You know, anytime I have a dream about my teeth falling out, I'm like, oh, something's going on. But like last night, I had a dream that one tooth was just bouncing around in my mouth and oh. I kept trying to catch it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep having dreams that uh, my friends are calling me and telling me that they don't want to be my friend anymore. Babe, what? No, I know. And then I that's, have. Oh, that's terrible. No, it's so terrible. And I have a lot of dreams of like venue owners calling me. And saying that like they're bumping us from the schedule, and I and I'm like legitimately I could just like write all of this stuff down I and would, hand it to my therapist and be like, hey, yeah. this is what we this is where we're at. The the tooth flopping around I don't super get, but every everything else I can oh understand. I know because I've maybe been, the tooth thing is like you feel out of control. Well, I remember when pandemic started, and a lot of our friends and family and people reached out to us on the internet. We're like, hey, how can we support you at this time? How can we support you at this time? And at the time, I was like, no, this is like, we're doing great. Don't worry about us. Yeah. But I feel the thing that they were warning us in the beginning. Like now everyone's kind of forgotten that it's been a year since we've been doing this. But I feel the least amount of hope now. And it's arguable that this is the time where the light's at the end of the tunnel. But I'm like, I can't picture it. Tell them what the receptionist said whenever you called to book an appointment. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for pointing that out. So I call, So my friend, who I wanted to be my therapist, called and and got me a referral to this really great therapist in town. I hear. I've never had therapy, so I don't know. But I hear this this woman is really great. Yeah, she's like, I've heard amazing things about her. I was, I'm very excited about it. And I called to set up the appointment. The receptionist person is there. And she's like asking my information. She's putting it down. And she says... Um, to your comfort level, <laughs> I need to I need to put in the notes section why you're coming. So, like, you think you can tell me what you're why you're coming to a therapist? And I said, oh. uh, I, I said, um, what an intense question. Yeah, and you could tell that she's like she's never wanted to ask it, but she always has to. Oh, know? yeah, because I think the therapist needs a 
a starting point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, can I, can you just put, like, is it enough for you if I just say I was a musician that toured before COVID? And she said, I'll see you in April. Mm, <laughs> and that's all I she know. said. Um, April seems so far away to me, but that's apparently how good this therapist is. She's like that booked up. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the cancellation. I was going to say, didn't they put you on a list? They put me on the, if something, if someone bails. If someone bails, I'm, I'm all for you going. Well, you remember whenever, um, I have the. I don't know. Some people say, like, I had a vision. I heard from God. Like, people have those thoughts or whatever. Yeah. And my version of that is I just feel an alternative truth. Like, like Can you what? describe that? Yeah. I, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, whenever we wanted to get noodles, uh, someone posted online, hey, we're, we're trying to look for a home for this dog. And we wanted noodles. And I reached out and I said, hey, we want that dog. And they were like, oh, actually, we're not giving her away. And I reported that back to you and you were like, oh, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel like they have our dog. Like, I feel like that dog is ours. They just haven't given it, given her to her yet. Like, it's weird. You did have that feeling. Yeah. Like, I was like, they have my dog. But it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. And it was a misunderstanding. Like, a week later, they were like, oh, my gosh, you want this dog? You yeah. actually want her? Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like there was a miscommunication on my part, whatever. But the feeling in my heart was she got it wrong she just doesn't know yet. She just doesn't know the truth yet. What else have you had that for? That's very fascinating. Wait, sidebar? Yeah. The first day I met Noodles, I had a really weird connection with her. And I was like, I don't know that I for sure thought, is this my dog? Because I don't think that, I didn't think at the time that that would ever, of course, you don't think that's ever going to be possible. Right. But I definitely was just like, why do I connect with this dog? Because I don't so know much? if you remember, I didn't want Noodles. Like, I was the one that was against it. I tried to talk you out of because it. Because? Because I didn't think... We could handle a dog. I didn't think we could handle a dog at that point, and I definitely didn't think we could handle a dog as anxious as Noodles. And oh. so it wasn't like I was, like, trying to have the universe bend in my favor. Totally. I was legitimately like, oh, my gosh, we have to get this freaking dog because it's our dog. Like, she has yeah. our dog. I got to get oh our dog back. Okay, so what's another example? Uh, another example. Um... I mean, this, like, I feel like I'm starting therapy in March, like, or I'm starting therapy, like, in a week. Like, it feels mm -hmm. like the, the the feeling I have is, oh, I don't know the day I start therapy, but it's definitely earlier than April. Like, which is why I'm, like, talking about it right now. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you feel like it could happen earlier? Yeah. Like, I feel like or, as soon as next week it could happen. What about our friends that when they found out they were pregnant, you uh, called it, you were like... They're moving. Yeah. So one of the reasons I've been so freaking bummed is that like I'm in the season of everyone I love is kind of like far away from me. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, like we found out that some friends were expecting a baby and my first thought wasn't and I hate this about myself, but my first thought wasn't um, hooray, they're bringing new life into the world, whatever. My first thought was, oh, they're moving to Texas. Mm hmm. And I was a year late, but that's literally Actually, a year and nine months late. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that's yeah. that's another example of just or ahead of schedule. Yeah. That's another. another that's what example. I was thinking, because I was trying to understand when because that's so fascinating how you can figure that out. Well, it's, I'm not trying to make it like a superpower or anything, even though I am absolutely astonishing. But oh my gosh. <laughs> um, it's just it's Do you have just, any more of those. I'm sure I do. I wasn't expecting to answer all those, I though. I love this, though. No, yeah. Anything about my nutritional therapy program? 
uh, that you're going to get me way better foods from Thrive instead of just Flacker Crackers. Flackers. Flacker Isn't that crackers. a funny name? No, I okay. hate it. Thanks. But, um, so yeah, I'm very excited about therapy. I'm I'm really excited about seeing how it's going to affect my writing because I've been told for a really long time, as soon as we discovered the Enneagram, it's, and I'm an Enneagram, I identify as an Enneagram 7, it's sevens are afraid to feel sad. They avoid pain. And for the first time in my life, because I, 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 I don't know how much I agree with that, but I definitely get where the stereotype comes from. Yeah. I'm ready to feel all the things. I'm ready to, to let it <clears throat> render me incapable of doing my job. And I've, and I've proven that. And I'm willing to see what comes out the other end of it. I don't care if it ends up in not a single song, but I feel like it's going to help me explore songwriting in a new way. And it's going to get me back to where songwriting was an adventure because now it feels like, oh, I can write a song, but it's not as like adventurous. It's Mm -hmm. like this is like, oh, if I rhymed this word with this word, it would be better. Like it's almost like calculated. Can I be honest with you? Sure. It feels a little bit like you're already trying to like spin therapy in a fun way. No, I because I'm that's just okay. no. That's I'm a, uncomfortable well, talking about the real reasons I'm going to therapy. I understand. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. I also think. Um, also, I don't want to be right. I don't think that's necessarily. Yeah. But I I think why I said that is because I don't want you to go into it with that expectation and it not happen. No, my expectation that, that is no no, I'm talking about therapy in a way I feel comfortable talking about therapy. Okay, but do you know my like I'm just giving you a warning cuz I just don't want you to be like, "Oh, I'm not getting anything I'm not no. getting any cool lyrics out of this." Well, no, and that's why I also said I could get no songs from this as long as I get the healing I'm after. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You were just thinking, like, yeah. "Oh, this would be cool if this was a bonus." Yeah, because there, there is. I'm definitely not walking into therapy thinking about my career. I understand. I yeah, understand. I'm going into it to try to be healed from like three specific things. No, and that makes sense now. While you talk about that part of it on a podcast, sorry. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, we do a great job of like sharing about our lives on this, but there's some stuff that I think is sacred to you and I, of course, and I'm not yeah. about to tell uh, my deepest, darkest no, I know. struggles. Of course, of yeah. course, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, what are you into this week? So, I'm into two things. Two. Two One. things. So, uh, I'm, I've am i decided for a long time I've wanted to be into watches. And like really good whiskey and like really good coffee, I like to start on the cheaper end of things. Because I, it doesn't do any good to mm-hmm. start on a $200 bottle of whiskey. Interesting. Well, t- fair. But I tried to start you out on watches years ago. You did. and I, But I wasn't ready. You weren't ready. And my biggest hang up with your watch was that it didn't have the numbers. Like it was just like the markers. You know what I mean? Mm. So I love an analog face and this has the numbers on it. And it's a Timex. It was $40. That is a great watch. It's a great watch. Can I see it again? Yes. Take a good look. I think um, it lo- I think it suits you very well. I think so too. I think, it, uh, I think it's the perfect watch for this stage of my life. I'm and used to your glasses. I just realized that. I know, and I love my glasses, too. Uh, I'm just so fashionable. Uh, the other thing that I'm super into is our friends Bryson and Rachel Hatfield have a new vlog series on YouTube called RNB, the letters RNB Press Play. Wow. And Rave. Rave reviews from the Strickland household. I, We've seen it like 10 times, and it's, it's only like 10 minutes. It's like 
if Casey Neistat, the vlogger, wanted to build his vlog around the office TV show? Well, I think Bryson put it really cool whenever he said, I, I don't I didn't even watch. I've only seen like one episode of This Is Us, but I know what it's about. Right. And I know the general vibe of it. He said that his these videos, his aim is to be a cross between The Office and This Is Us. Yeah. And I amazing. The ep- the first episode is the story of their second born. It's part 1 of their yeah, birth story one. of baby number 2. But it is I mean, it's free on YouTube. Like, you have no reason not oh to just word. check it, it out. It feels like episodes, they're going to release them every Sunday night, and that's who we're interviewing for the podcast next week. We tried to do it this week, and it just didn't work out. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe in him, and I believe in making things for this. Yeah, I believe in in their family, and I also believe in the in the idea of just creating something out of nothing, and that it, it's just it's a good thing, and I'm just really happy for them. Bryson has such an... Such a um, amazing perspective on editing yeah. that I've just never seen before. Yeah. It's so cool. So yeah. what is the thing that you're super into? Okay, so I've accepted and I love that Valentine's may be my favorite holiday. I love that. Tiny things. You no, love tiny things. I love tiny things. Um, also, don't think I didn't notice that you had an answer ready. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I asked you first, though, but I still had it ready. I love that. You notice that? No, no, that's great. Um, when you go shopping, it's, like, decorated in the sweetest way. And, like, what better thing to see all over the place than love? Yeah. If I'm honest with myself, I don't like seeing Santa everywhere. Yeah. So, like, I thought Christmas was always it, but, like, and I'm usually blue after the holidays, like, after Christmas, and I don't really look forward to New Year's. But now, babe, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can be so pumped for Valentine's Day. Because as a kid, it was like, and it was never a consistent, like, this is what I'm getting for Valentine's thing. It was always just like a fun surprise. Like, my mom yeah. would get me the sweetest things. And then sometimes my grandmother would get me a small little heart box of chocolates. Um, I think it's a really cool opportunity for friends to show appreciation for each other. It's not just, to me, it's not just like a a love, like romantic relationship. Mm. I think it's a chance to show everyone that you care about them. And so I really try to lean into that every year of like reaching out to- Yeah, it's not a romantic holiday for you. Yeah. I mean, I I love loving you for on Valentine's Day. it's more like a celebration of adoration. Yeah. And it's more of like like a chance to surprise someone. Yeah. Because- there's no, here's the thing, it's especially with friends. I, my friends have no expectation of me on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I love the opportunity to just like show them love without any expectation. Yeah. And I love that there's not any pressure on it for me. I can just do it because I genuinely want to. Yeah. And I just, man, I love that. You love it. And it just, God, oh, it makes me that. so happy. I went to Earth Fair last weekend, the day before Valentine's, and it was beautiful. God. I know. All right, babe. I love you. Thanks for talking. Thanks for arguing. And thanks for... um, There's a lot going on in this episode. A lot going on. Okay. Love you. Love you.